You're listening to Inside the Minds Podcast with Dante Marsh and Ryan Hyde, where we talk about sports, life, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. one of the most iconic rap groups of all time one of my favorites growing up um i still slap all that music that 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 era had the best music hands down and it still uh resonates to this day um y'all welcome to the show dj yella from nwa oh thank you very much thank you i mean it, it's an honor it is an honor and you in the oak town <laughs> I'm, I'm a little outside of home right now i'm in stockton but oh okay for sure over yeah. California to the fullest. I'm I I just want to ask you. So what take us take us back to the beginning. Take us back to the beginning. Uh how did you how did you know that you wanted to do music? Or how did you how did you start DJing and doing doing beats and getting into the music uh industry? Well, I didn't never planned on it, never even thought about it. When I was in the seventh grade, I got on the drums and I learned I just played them. I just naturally played because Two of my older brothers can play the drum too. We just, I just played the drum. Then, you know, once I got out of high school, DJed a couple of little parties, you know, wasn't really thinking about it. And then I hooked up with this um, DJ crew called the Wrecking Crew. So, you know, I started DJing the club and it's just been on ever since. And this was over two years before Dre came even around the Wrecking Crew. So I was DJing and making mixtapes and, all kind of stuff in them days. I was doing it, but I never, I never planned on it. I never even dreamed it or thought about it. Nothing. Mixta- mixtapes before mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, the real, the real. Well, actually, mixes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So what? What? So so what year did you did y'all did y'all get uh, the group going? Um, we started the Wrecking Crew, which was probably about. Ooh, 83 maybe, but we were just DJing for right. a while before we even started doing music. So and that's what, just, before you turn off the lights? Yeah, 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 all that, yeah. We did all that. We didn't make no money, but, you know, that's what we did because that was our passion. And then towards the end of that, and then that's when, you know, Dre made Boys in the Hood, and then he said, hey, come be, be with us. We're going to make a super group. So, you know, me and Dre both left the record crew and it's history <laughs> ever since. Nice, nice, nice. So please tell me, was that was that movie shit accurate? Um, I say about 60 to 70 percent because a lot of it was, it was this much trying to get into this space. Right. So we had to put it was more stuff together that wasn't really together or like the Detroit scene. 
Yeah, we got ran off the stage, but we didn't get arrested. All we got was a ticket at our hotel. But, you know, they just they make it look Hollywood and stuff like this. Even the scene where my actor went in with E and, you know, with the Bone Thugs tape and talked to him. I never talked to E in the hospital. When I went in, he, all, he was already in a, a induced coma. Yeah. You know, when they put you on a ventilator, they, they induce you in a coma so you won't fight it. So it just, some of the stuff was, wasn't accurate, but, you know, a lot of it was pretty good. Would you get paid? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, we didn't get too personal, but I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, I, I was a consultant. That was it. Okay. That was awful. <laughs> Definitely should have got paid. I should have got paid for some serious money for that because oh, like yeah. it made two hundred plus million. <laughs> and, and and for those for those for these young millennials, I got a son. He's nineteen, so uh-huh. I mean, he's familiar, but. Yeah. People just don't understand, man. That 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 era from about eighty-seven to like ninety-seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the best era. music. The yeah. best. Yeah. It's just the best time. Because think about it, back then, you hear a song, you know where it came from. You Absolutely. didn't have to go those 18 different people. No, everybody had their own sound. Yep. Too short, us, run DMC, LA, all of us were different. PE, everybody. Big Daddy King, everybody had their own style. Jazzy Jeff, you know, a little more soft, but everybody had their own style. <laughs> you making memories come back. That was that was when, that's when that's when it was fun. Yeah, that's when Rap City, the basement. Oh, oh yeah, and then oh, yeah. Y'all, had, uh, y'all had a Dre and uh, Ed Love on MTV. Yeah, right? oh yeah, oh yeah. To tune in, all that stuff. You're too young for that. Forty-two, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I was born in '79, so I was, okay. I was, you got a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, listen, oh, I'm I'm in the third grade. Yeah, okay. Eighty-seven, eighty-six. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm sneaking my Walkman, like I'm oh. like sneaking in my sister's room records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm playing Freaky Tales. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> We, we we throw uh boys in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so that's that's that era, man. Yeah. We, so we we had to sneak it. Yeah. I, I got a real quick story I gotta tell you real quick. This is so crazy we doing this. So uh I think I might have been 1990, I was in the sixth grade. So I'm playing the NWA tape. Uh Pops ain't at the house, it's my mom at the house, and my grandparents about to come over. So she kind of letting me do my thing with the stereo, you know, yeah. like the house stereo. <laughs> You know, so yeah. I'm playing, I'm playing. She let me get away with playing. Okay, so you know when your grandparents get here, you're gonna have to cut that music off. That's yeah. my granddaddy was a deacon in the church and stuff like yeah. that. You, know, <laughs> you have to yank that tape up out of there. So um I'm like, man, whatever. I'm feeling myself at 12. <laughs> grandparents get get to the house. I'm playing it. I'm kind of I ain't cussing, but I'm kind of rapping yeah. along with it. Man, my grandmama came over there and took the tape about the tape and threw it in her purse. Oh, so the whole time they visited, I'm, I, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mean mugging. I take, give me my take. So my, you know, my granddaddy and grandma were about to leave the house, and they jump in their truck about to leave. So I, my little twelve year old self, go in the middle of the street, cross my arms like this, like give me my tape. Make my granddaddy put that thing in park, jumped out, chased me down. I shook him, he fell, man. I ran upstairs, <laughs> told my ass up, right? And my grandmama took the hammer and took y'all oh, take so- <laughs> that on the front Wow. Yeah, man. Hey. Many hey. people told me back then the police in different states, they be driving and playing the song, police stop them, pull the tape out, tear it up right there. 
all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean the music, the mu and then y'all were so ahead of ahead of your time. Yeah. Oh so yeah. That's, that's that's why to this day, heavy in rotation. Like I said, yeah. I'm old school, man. I'm <laughs> I'm first DJ Quick album. Yeah. I'm I'm every I mean, I'm I'm from y'all all the way until the, the group disbanded and yeah, and, and, you know, the first chronic. And yeah. You're talking about masterpieces, dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the time. Y'all yeah. in the 80s, and it's 2021, and it still got the same effect. Same. Yeah. Now, is, since the movie is a new generation of people, they, and it's around the world, that's the crazy part. You know, right. this social media is something else. Definitely. I mean, I have been to 100 countries in the past four years DJing by myself. But that, wow. that so so when, when we talk about the money aspect of it, not going into numbers and getting yeah. on the pockets, but I know for uh what was was the movie Us when they re they replayed five on it. Mm -hmm. Um so the you know the loonies and the yeah. cast was able to, you know, in Club Nouveau, they was able to, you know, get some some decent residuals. Oh yeah, no, no, movies pay well. You know, like our movie, all the music. It went platinum and all, you know, everything. So all that's still selling today. We selling just as much we was back then. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. As, <laughs> as you should. So, so Yelly, you talked about being a consultant for the movie. Yeah. Um, how much of a say did you get in what content was in the movie? Did you hear? That's how much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Only thing I didn't. It was just a name. The only thing I did in the pre-production, I'm the one that told them what was in the studios when we recorded. All the drum machines, the keyboard, nobody else knew that stuff. But I just happened to know it all. That's about all the consulting I did right there. <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, hey, look, for, for the drama, for the sake yeah. of drama in Hollywood, it did, you know. And I and I know they embellish some of the stuff a little like like the yeah. Suge Knight deal and yeah. that. You know, it is what it is. Oh yeah. I uh like I said, I, I purchased all of them again on iTunes. You got it. <laughs> Spotify for me. Hey, you know, so yo, let's let's talk about growing up. Growing up, did you grow up in Compton? Yeah. I'm oh. the only one that went to Compton. Wow. I'm the only one. Dre went to Centennial. I think Ren went to Dominguez and he graduated in the 10th grade. So he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So talk, let's talk, let's let's talk a little bit about growing up and uh, what the youngsters call it now, they call it Bompton. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it was just like any other ghetto, Oakland, it's all the same. Yeah. You know, we just I had a I had a good childhood. I didn't get new toys and new bicycles. I never had that because my father. Once we had, once they had all the kids, nine of us, and I was like second to the last, then they got divorced. So I didn't get none of the moms and pops. You know, my mother had to work all her time. She went work from three to 11, a nurse. So you on your own, you know, all day after school, you on your own. But I had a pretty good childhood. You know, I like high school. I don't like school, but it was cool. I, I played baseball. I could have been, I think I could have got made it to the pros or something, but Right after, right when I got to high school, it was like baseball practice or work. I, I'm going to work. 
Because we didn't have it like that. <laughs> oh, not, none of it. Nah, nah. nah. So, <laughs> so was 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 gang violence a bit a big thing for you personally? Because I know I got a, I got a lot of friends and close homeboys from LA. Um, few of them I went to college with, and you know. Some say, it, you know, because being from Oakland, we right down the street from y'all, but yeah. a lot of people don't understand. This state could be four states. It's huge. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. five-hour drive from here to yeah. there. So <laughs> we don't gang bang necessarily. Yeah, and y'all totally, y'all Earth. hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> and my cousin's from, from, the, from the town. That's even <laughs> saying. You know so um, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it an issue for you in terms of, you know, navigating your way to and from school? You know something? Not... Not in the 70s, because I graduated in 1980, so gangs was shiz at the very beginning. You would know the gangbangers is only like three or four at the whole school, you know. They always the older, you know, like, how many years you been going here, you know. But it wasn't a gang problem back then. The 80s, and then when colors came out, then it started, you know, then it started going everywhere. That's what I was going to ask you. That's why I was gonna ask you because we saw colors and we was like, man, <laughs> can't go to LA, man. We go to Disneyland, we can't get red. <laughs> yeah, it, it it started to get in the '80s, especially when the crack came, and you know, it just. And then the '90s, you know, then now the 2000s, everybody, you know, wants to be gangsters, and you know, yeah. they got gangsters in New York now. You know, like Chicago, New York, all of them was different style of games. They were different. We were, yeah. I think, the only one with colors, you know, red and blue, you know, and then, you know, now it's the Mexicans against the black, you know, it's, it, it's so crazy now. It's just, it's just way out. Y'all definitely should have got, rest in peace to uh, Al Davis. I'm a diehard Raider fan. <laughs> I'm a Rams fan. <laughs> I looked at like a Raider fan, but I'm a Rams fan. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all definitely should have got some residuals from yeah. the Rams. Yeah, because think I, about this. When we start wearing the black, all the teams got black. Yep. Baseball, basketball, everybody yep. got some black in their uniform somewhere. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something crazy. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, being a black man from California, inner city, Oakland, I didn't know nothing about no ho- hockey. Yeah. Y'all made the LA Kings relevant in the black community. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Their colors was purple. <laughs> exactly. Some people say Wayne Gretzky did it, but I think NWA did it, right? Oh, man. Yeah, that, it was, yeah, it was us. Everything yes. black. <laughs> Wearing that Raiders black. Oh, yeah, that was us. <laughs> and then the Kings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. White Sox, right? They did it, too. Yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. So who, ca- who came up with the, with, the, with, the, with the acronym? Who came up with the name of the group? Uh, it was actually this guy from a group I produced called Yomo Market. He came up with NWA. I didn't know that until me, him, and Dre was talking one time and like, he said, remember when I came up with the name? I'm like, you came up with the name? You ain't even in the group. But yeah, it was a guy named Yomo. Came up with NWA. <laughs> wow. That's big. That's big. That's, that's super big. So, so what was the writing process like with NWA? Um, well, you know, me and Dre is in the studio, you know, doing all the music for, you know, E. You know, because Easy E, you look at the album cover, it's really one group. Because it looked like an NWA album. So I don't know who it was to come up with two groups, double the money. You know, okay, we're going to be two groups. But the writing, when we did songs, we didn't do demos. We didn't do that stuff. We did everything in the studio at that time. Me and Drake do the music, cue 
everybody's in their little corners, right? Not E, because E wasn't a writer. Yeah, it was right. either Ren or Q writing this earlier stuff, then the DOC came later. But all the songs was wrote in the studio, just about. Wow. Not really going home with a tape to listen to. It, it really was wrote right then. So it was fresh, you know, because yeah. we, we think about what we rapped about, we open our door, that's what we rapped about. See, we didn't rap about Disneyland, New York. We never been to them kind of places. Yeah. So, so, so I'm listening to NWA. So after watching the movie, and I kind of I'm I'm musically inclined, you know, in terms of my ear. So I could I could tell, you know, okay, he's 16. So when he, he's off beat on some uh, some of that earlier shit, right? Yeah. So how how, how difficult? Because I from what I know, you know what I'm saying? He was a hustler. Yeah, uh, you know that's 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 how that started. So, y'all writing for him, how difficult was was it for him to 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 get it down? Like, cause you see, obviously, you see the movie, right? Yeah, what you like, and that was me and Dre would take turns doing his vocals. You know, one verse. You know, every song except his solo stuff. You know, he had one verse. We put that piece of tape down, and every mark is a is a punch in. Punch so in. Yeah. he might get a whole line. Might. Sometimes we had to punch in the line. You know, it just, it was a process. It was just, ah, when it's time to do his vocals, we hate it because he wasn't <laughs> a natural rapper. He wasn't a rapper at all. Right. He had the look, he had the sound. Yes. And then Q ran, wrote his lyric. But as when the DOC came into, you listen like We Went Easy. And other stuff, he flows more, and he got more lines in. Yeah, it's just he liked the docs writing because it was just a different kind of flow. It was just smooth, and, and so it wasn't as hard to do them vocals compared to the earlier vocals. Right, because when you when you listen to the earlier stuff, you kind of like, yeah, it was a bunch of punch, a bunch yeah. of every. Other every line is a punch. <laughs> well, I mean, he just and like you say, he had the charisma too, man. Yeah. Like as a yeah. as a youngster watching y'all, yo, easy, he was the shit. Like, yeah, I mean, he had the lyrics. He talked about what you knew, what you heard, or what you could relate to. And the thing about it, in Oakland, Compton, they ain't, they ain't the only ghetto. They ghetto everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So that's how people can relate to us because we was like underground reporters, just telling it like it is on our streets. How much flack did y'all catch from some of the other artists? Because I know at that time, for me, and, and, and this is for me, so being in California, y'all and Too Short were probably the first two groups I ever, and maybe Ice-T. Yeah, first, yeah. First people I heard cussing on the record. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much flack did y'all catch for kind of spearhead? Because correct me if I'm wrong, we was I, I love Cool G rap. I love uh EP, yeah. yeah, Eric Sermon, uh yeah. Eric B and Rakim. Those were the pioneers. So that was like more mainstream what we heard on yeah. the radio. But when yeah. I heard y'all shit and I heard <laughs> I saw shit, yeah. You know, MC Pool, all this underground stuff, man, yeah. and sneaking it in my walk, man. Like, did y'all how much flack did y'all catch from other artists to the point where it's like, oh man, y'all cussing out records? Like, did y'all go? You know something? I don't I never heard anything. But I'm quite sure that we ruffled some feathers. I'm quite sure, you know, the Run DMCs and the LA, you know, they was cool, but we came in just, uh, 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 just hammering on them. <laughs> but we just did our style. 
We didn't bite them. We did our style. And now think about how many people cuss. Everybody cuss on the record now. Yeah, every <laughs> I just feel like I, I think we was the first. Yeah. I think California, it was the first. Because I remember our first time going to Oakland to do a show in the early days. And we see this guy rapping. He had a tape. Too short. I'm like, who is this guy? And he rapping, just rapping, rapping. I'm like, who? And then we did a show when he, he was doing a show at a place with a heavy metal band in. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm like, but too short, you know. I like too short. That's my boy. Too short was just ah. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. See, I, hey man, I, my daddy's man, I'm playing that goddamn bitch. <laughs> saying it. I said, hey man. It did. I mean, just freaky tales and dolphin. Oh, oh, that was a cut. I'm in his song. Yeah. Long. He just <laughs> rapping. Just no breaks, no nothing. He just just rolling. <laughs> Definitely. I think the album that got me in shit when I was a kid uh, was the Two Live Crews live CD. Oh, okay. And I was in grade, what was a grade four? I'm 42 as well. And uh, I was stupid one day. We were driving out of town. I said to my sister, I said, hey, listen to this. This is, you know, the Two Life Crew live CD. She was like, holy crap, like, don't let mom and dad hear that. And we ended up getting in a fight and she ratted me out. And so my parents played this tape. And of course it was, they put it on, it was like me so horny. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking done for, right? And yeah, so yeah, was, right? Hey, hey, y'all ra y'all raised a lot of people though. So yeah, yeah, that's, 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 and I mean, in terms of writing, like I, th I think, I think Mr. Jax, I, th I think Cube and Ren. Oh yeah, don't get enough credit. Yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah, yeah. Because when Doc came, that was kind of unheard. But Ren like wrote the police song straight out of Compton. I thought Cube wrote it, but it was Ren wrote E's part. Ren wrote it. Yeah, I said, what? He said, yeah, I wrote that. I said, I didn't even know. I can't. You know, I couldn't remember. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of people don't know the doc is from Dallas. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. How, how did how did that how did Compton and Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I never knew that yellow light. I never knew that until I I think I got grown. I was like, really? Yeah. Like Spice One is um he he grew up in the in the in the like Hayward. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn, but he from Corsicana, Texas. I didn't know that. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, we was up there and we did a show. The Wrecking Crew. We was in the Wrecking Crew when we met Doc. Dre met him. You know, I guess they hooked up. And then once we got back and just started NWA, Doc started, came in, and Doc ended up sleeping on me and Dre's couch. So we was just like, all oh, there. He had just a toe. Because he came. You know, looking like a cornball, a little jeans with feeler shoes. I'm like, <laughs> he wanted to look like us so bad. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, y'all, 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 you guys have, um, like in football, you got coaching trees, right? Yeah. So you're talking about the DOC, and it was so unfortunate the car accident in the yeah. place because his star was about to. Oh, he was finna be the best solo artist out. Yeah. yeah. And then y'all had, uh, Y'all got a bone thugs later. I know easy. And yeah. it was just rolling, man. And I don't I don't want to get too into it because it's Oh no, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what it was. So how did, why just did... like with Cube left. This is the problem. The group itself, mm -hmm. no problems, no issues. It's outsiders. Right. Looking on the inside, 
what they can come up off of. Yeah. Telling whoever they telling, that's how Q left, and then that's how the group dissolved. We wasn't mad at each other. Not to this day, nobody was mad at each other. It's the outsiders coming up. That's what it is. Tell them what they wanted, they need to know, whatever it is. That's that's what it was. It wasn't a group. We wouldn't argue it. Not never. No arguments. Never. We was all like a family. But the neighbors came in yeah. and yeah. broke it all up. <laughs> and plus, you know what else added to it was. Because in my book, uh, I don't say the manager's name. I call him Mr. Manager. Gotcha. See, this was the problem here. We was young, you know, naive. We didn't know nothing about contract lawyers, publishing, writers, artists, you know, all this stuff. So he's getting 20% off the group. That is cool. You know, okay, that's that's the But you get 20% off the label also. Mm. So that is a conflict of interest that we didn't really know. Even E didn't even know. So he did or didn't understand it. So he getting forty, yeah, if not more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, ah. I'm quite sure he shoved papers in front of E. Sign this, sign this. You know, he's mm-hmm. he don't know what he's signing. Right. Yeah. You know, we we young. Even think about some young black kids got a little talent, and it just took off. I mean, yeah. we took off. We were the new Motown. Yeah, everything we hit, platinum, double platinum, yeah, triple platinum. Everything we did turned to gold and platinum like yeah. it was nothing. But you know, we young, we didn't know nothing. Think about this: we did all the earlier songs, even E's first album, JJ Fads, gold single, gold album, Straight Outta Compton's double platinum, without contracts. We didn't have contracts. Are you serious? And we didn't have we didn't get contracts until 1989. In the middle of our tour. Wow. That's when we got to. And then this is what I did. I went, just like the movie, I went to, you know, the, man, the Mr. Manager's room. The contract got a $75,000 check. You know, think about that. Young, black kid, $75,000. Back then, that, that was. That I was picked a- up the, the contract was about that thick. I picked it up, flipped it over, signed it, gone. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what was in there. Did because we were just young. Did y'all ever get your, your publishing and all that oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, all that up to up until this day, we get all that. But back then, that just, and it wasn't because E was trying to be crooked. He didn't know either. He right. just know that millions of dollars is coming into this company. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, speak on that. Y'all are like, because a lot of people think Easy was dirty with it. Like, because that, that's what, what I just said. Clarify they he's shoving stuff in front of him, sign this, sign it. You don't know what he's signing, yeah, yeah. Just because you let the label owner, you, you, whatever the manager tells you, you know, he's he's been around, he was around for years for big rock and rollers and all that yeah. stuff. So he'd been around, he knew all this publishing, right? You know, publishing is two sides music, lyrics, 200%. You got artists, you got producers. You got so many different ways to get paid off of one song. And he didn't know all this. You know, he just signing checks, passing, you know, he just, he wasn't dirty, wasn't crooked. The manager was. That's what it was. And Cube, somebody happened to tell him and he found out. So he left. Mm -hmm. Us, we, you know, until the end, you know, when Dre left. So 
it was just we was young and we was naive. That's what we was. Well, that's like you said too. Like Jerry had been on the rodeo, however many times, way before oh, you guys. And this is our first time getting on the horse. We don't know nothing exactly. About the horse. Yeah, we just and had the talent to ride the horse. Exactly. I've got Jerry's book. Um, I've never I, read it. I don't I have. I don't have your book yet. Uh, but okay. I have. I've got Jerry's book, and I'm in the process of reading read it. This book. I need to buy that from you. And it's it. Where can we get that? This is um, on Amazon. All day straight out of Compton, my untold story. And it's on Amazon or the signed copies is at djyellovenwa.com. But my book is not to show what I did. I did this first. I did. No, no, it's not that. It's telling my life from four to 2020. But everything in between, before the group, during the wrecking crew, NWA, the breakup, this, it just tells you, this is just what happened. All the stuff I seen. That's exactly what it is. Not throwing people under the bus. I threw myself under the bus. Yeah. You know, but it's a guy, I just did an interview about 20 minutes ago. The guy said, how, you know, how real is this? I said, it's hundred percent my story. Mm-hmm. You know, like the straight out of Compton movie, 60%, but this is hundred percent my story. But when I relate to people or the group in there, I don't say I or me, I say, we, we right. did this. We did this. This is what happened. This is how it started. You will be amazed what's in there. You're going to be shocked. I'm going to buy that. I'm supporting that, man. I need that. Me too. You will be, you, you will learn a lot because you've been listening to us a long time. Exactly. You yeah. go, wow, really? You'll be, you'll be shocked. And I thought I knew it all, honestly. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> you couldn't find, you can't find most of this stuff on no article, nowhere. You know, it's crazy that I've been holding all these stories all this time. And it's so detailed. And plus, I'm in there trying to teach the younger artist that's growing up, you know, got to have a lawyer. Manager, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got to have a lawyer. You got to have know the paperwork. You know, all this stuff you got to know. And there's so many ways to get paid, especially now with the downloads and yeah. this and that. You know, we get download sheets this thick now. You know, it's been played every time it's being played. So it, it, it got something in there for everybody. Awesome. I, I have a selfish uh, 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 request. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, what would it take for yourself, Dre, DJ Quick, uh, Battle Cat? I'm going through my LA roller deck. Yeah. <laughs> See, people don't understand, man, that they're real music, man. Like, yeah. Like how how Shorty B and them like for for short and and Banks yeah. played everything, yeah. like that's that funk man. I what would it take for y'all to to put out a, a OG clean ass? Super <laughs> hey, the man, world would have to come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> I want it, man. We want it. The people want it, man. Rich- yeah, because when we did a couple of years ago, did Coachella, all four of us yeah. for the first time been on stage in thirty years. I thought then we was going to do a tour, but it just didn't, it didn't pan out or whatever, you know, we was going to go on tour, a big, a huge world tour, but it just didn't happen. You know, it's still, you never know what's coming, but. That's why I'm saying these are yeah. self requests. I need yeah. you, I need you, <laughs> Battle Cat, Dre, and DJ <laughs> locked in the studio for, for two days. I need it. Wow. <laughs> 
that would be something right Marsh, there. Marsh, I, I thought you were going to ask for an autographed book, Marsh. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm getting an autographed book, but I'm saying, I, listen, this, no, and I'm, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm being funny, but I'm being serious. Like, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the fan in me of music, quality yeah. music, I, I, listen to me, man, that, that, Y'all that I just named, yeah. my room, and then y'all can slide my boy Raphael Sadiq up there, man. Listen to me, man. And then y'all can pick whatever rappers y'all want to rap up. Shit, but we gotta have it. We want it. We we got you. You can't get no bigger than that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that would be. Cause see, for me, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm an enthusiast, and I guess I'm I'm just a I'm just a a lover of real shit, man. Yeah. Like it's nothing better than that. Like I mean, that was a golden i mean a real golden time that you ain't going to get back i mean people yeah. that didn't get to go to the shows when there was real shows back then and the real news ah oh, some people are so blessed that you know they got to see us short all these people you know just like wow <laughs> i mean the ogs is, is 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 listen to me richie rich put out an album i think a year or so ago and at over like 50 some years old gassing it like yeah. It, it that it don't get no better you know what i yeah. mean like so i respect some of it because I, like i said my son 19 he be he do music actually so he mm -hmm. he listened to a lot of this stuff and i'm sitting there like the songs are like two minutes bro like yeah they're not even <laughs> <laughs> it's wanna... the new millennials yeah <laughs> you would never get it i won't never get it i'm stuck but we still like that old school that yeah. hard raw raw music back then now it's watered down is what are they even talking about they self all the time they have nothing to talk about no story and there's plenty of issues to talk about but they don't have nothing to talk about so i don't want to get too far off topic yellow but um i thought there was a point in time where uh snoop dog was supposed to replace easy and there was talk of some kind of reunion was that was that kind of in the works no nah, that the song they did, Chin Check and Hello. Yeah. Snoop just did that. He wasn't replacing anybody. Okay. He just, because think about it. I wasn't even there. I didn't know nothing about the song. I was doing adult movies. I wasn't yeah. thinking about music. Yeah. You know, I did 350 movies <laughs> for 15 years. So yeah. it wasn't that Snoop, I guess if anybody would have think, oh, he replacing E. No, you can't replace him. No. Not at all. Never. You know, you just, have to do something without him. Yeah. But yeah, Snoop wasn't there to replace nobody. He was just, you know, Snoop, think, man, you know something? Think about this. Take this all the way back to the early 80s. Me and Dre is an egg. Yeah. Think of what's birthed from that egg. Oh, I know. 50 Cent, Eminem's, Snoop's, Cubes, all this stuff. And it's it goes insane. back to just me and him. Yeah, that's crazy. Just me and him, just being DJs together. That's, 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 oh, and then the whole aftermath thing he did when he, cause he didn't, yeah. he, didn't he put out a, a Nas album? Nas was signed. I don't think he never put it out. But he, he had a few people, even at Rock Kim. I can't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he never, nothing came out. Wasn't busted. Wasn't all these groups came from this. Does it corrupt? Yeah, it's a whole, I mean, it's so Warren G, his bone brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Warren G. Yeah, mm -hmm. Warren used to come to the, he used to get dropped off at the studio. This was on the last album. And Dre lived in the Valley then. And Dre would leave, leave him right there. I'm like, 
What about Warren? You know, Warren had glasses with tape on it, like Clark Kent. He looked just, that's how he wore, I don't know if there was bifocals, but he had glasses. So yeah. I used to, have to take him home to Long Beach all the time. And Dre would be mad at him because why you come up here and you ain't got to ride home? Right, right, right. <laughs> we got to be, hey, y'all, that, like I was saying, you know, making the, 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 the connecting the dots like a coaching tree. Y'all, yeah. look at all that. Because I mean, even Battle Cat is heavily inspired. Yeah. Punk, and then y'all, y'all was the forefront of that whole West Coast sound originally. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And then you know what the crazy thing is? We weren't even trying. We just did what we loved at the time, just making music, trying to make a couple of bucks. Yeah. If we were to say, oh, yeah, we're going to be in the Hall of Fame, a number one movie, gold, triple platinum, we'd, we wouldn't be talking today at all. We just did what we wanted to do. If yeah. people like it, cool. If they don't, cool. We didn't make it. We didn't change for the radio. Nah. We didn't make radio versions. <laughs> nah, nah, not but, at all. But Priority got smart, and there was a, a radio version straight out of Compton album we made. It was for the Kmart and stuff back then. Yeah, yeah, Kmart, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of radio versions, were you guys not the first uh, group or, you know, uh, artists to have the uh, parental discretion advisory? We you guys were the first the group, right? first. Yeah. <laughs> It was created for us. That's awesome. <laughs> because we put the sticker on. Okay, that's cool. But then you still don't want to play us. You put yeah. the sticker on, but then you still don't want to play us. But yeah, we were the first for the label. Then we were the first the ones get sued by all the songs we sampled. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, public enemy sampled more songs than us. But we was the poster child. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. That's that that was crazy is <laughs> y'all started. A, but think about that. We had to do everything from scratch. Right. There was no YouTube or you know, YouTube University or Google. We had to create everything. So everything. So let me ask you this. So because you picked up a set of drums. So like now I know you got you got fruity loops, you got yeah. pro tools. A cat got a MacBook and they can make beats. Like I just, for me, I just I don't know, man. It just and even the rappers, like y'all going there, y'all y'all do what y'all do, and then y'all sitting down recording and y'all punching. Yeah, like nobody is writing. It's just off. Yeah, we, we got. I that's why I I'm stuck. Like I yeah. still yeah it. because them all that music back then was raw. It was done. You had to create it. You you know you can't just. Find it on YouTube, find it on this. No, we had to, we wanted this sound. We had to go get it, make it, or something. It was just, and then back then, you had to go to the big 24-track studios. That was, you know, somebody had to have money to get it in, yeah. you know. So you could, everybody couldn't be an artist like they are now. Anybody with a phone can make a, a song, YouTube, TikTok. You know, it's it's so watered down now. It just... It, I guess that's what they like is cool. It's, it's still selling, but we were so raw and so new. I mean, not just us, all these groups, Too Short, all of Run DMC, all these groups. Well, like you said, you knew back then. So I knew, like I knew as soon as the song came on, you knew yeah. who it was. Like, oh, yeah. It wasn't that many, like it's oversaturated words. Oh, so yeah. 
you don't you don't ha you don't have a hundred little such and such. Yeah. You know, what I'm <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? So I knew if I'm I'm you know Ice T with that yeah. classic album cover. That yeah. was a lady with the the bikini. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the shotgun. Yeah, he so we 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 grab it. It was like you really had to be who you said you was. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like you can just say, yeah. um, you know, yada yada yada. Yeah. You know, <laughs> about what you were saying you was about. Yeah. I just think that's the difference. And I think also for me, I think yeah. the 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 nobody's taking that craft seriously because they just trying to run to the money. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. You know, it's too it's, I don't want to say this, I don't like to say it, but a lot of these rappers wouldn't have made it in our days. Not at all. Yeah. They were the demo tapes that got tossed in the trash. <laughs> it just, you had to be hard to make it on the record. You had to be tough. I mean, you had to have some tight lyrics, music got to be cool. Nowadays, it's just, they make it anything, you know. There's a few Kendricks, you know, there's a few people oh, yeah, here Kendrick, and there, but, you know, it just, it's just millions of artists now. Back yeah. then, it was a few artists. Now, yeah. like you said, it's oversaturated. It's yeah. more artists than fans. A fan so, come up to you, they try to give you their single. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a, I'm, this is my personal opinion, and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say the first chronic. I'm gonna say doggy style. I'm gonna say dog food. Yeah. I'm gonna say all eyes on me. And that that to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick Lamar album. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and I, I dare anybody to to object to it. Those albums I just named might be the most perfect sonically and lyrically and well put together projects I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. The first chronic came out in 92. When I listen to it now in 2021, yeah. and I hit let, you know, Dre talking on the, the one song high power and then RBX come in rapping. Y'all yeah. got that shit sounds so that was done in 92. That sounds yeah. so that like the way it's like leveled yeah. up and, and, and just mixed down. You can't That's get it. because we learn how to mix the songs ourselves. We mix the songs. Then we take it and get mastered. Yeah. People don't even know what mastering is no more. No, they don't. We went to a place called Bernie Grummer. That's where Michael Jackson stuff got mastered. Mm. All the big rock and rollers got there. That's where we did. It's expensive, but it adds just a little bit more sound. All they doing is EQ and the highs, the mids, and the bass, but they add it to your mixed tracks. But see, what put our songs sound wise we used to record three kick drums at one time two snare drums we we sync up two different the real 808 and then the 1200 we sync it all together SP, so we SP we learned sp1200 yeah we learned all this stuff we eq when we record our tracks and stuff we eq it and then when we mix it when we finish we eq it again <laughs> Was that a was that an old school trick? Y'all just y'all we just it? learned it. <laughs> we just learned, yeah. We and we mixed our own stuff down. Oh yeah, wow. So y'all was a one stop shop. So you didn't necessarily have to until you went to go get it mastered. Master, that's it. All they took was the masters and mastered it. That's it. That's dope. That's it. <laughs>
biggest biggest artists y'all toured with early on? Um, Public Enemy. I mean, we did them all. Salt and Pepper. I mean, we we've been with a lot. All oh, the Big Daddy came, the Eric B and Rock Kim. I mean, just so many. You know, in the early days, you know, Pub PE. You know, man. Too Short was on our tour. Oh, and if you ask Too Short today, he said, you ask him, what was the best tour you've been? He'll say, 1989, our tour. Man, they got a classic picture of him and Easy. He got the big donkey rope on with the Yeah. Open. Oh, yeah. He used yeah. to come out in his Oakland jacket and stuff. Even when we went to Philadelphia, they kind of booed him, you know, because wow. it was hard to get into that East. Yeah, but yeah. he still just did his show. He just did his show. Because we was, NWA was the first to get into New York. New wow. York, you know, they don't like outsiders at all. Yeah. We were the first to get it. Because we did the Apollo. And we didn't get booed, but they were like, you know, like, they didn't <laughs> clap for us. But that was like, oh, man, we can't be done. <laughs> that was the worst show we ever did. But they didn't boo us, but that's just their crowd. Right. That's how they are. They don't like outsiders. Yeah. But we broke into that. We we're the first to break in. And then yeah. us, too short, they start flying in then. Biggest, biggest artist, man, like I said, especially for me as a, as a, as a kid in elementary, man, I'm, I'm telling you, man, we are sneaking into my <laughs> You know to be like, we playing the records. So I'm yeah. old enough to have had records. And yeah, actual records. <laughs> and tape. And you gotta, if that, if that, if that damn, um, that stereo eat that tape up a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a pencil and roll it back in. <laughs> and it'll only be messed up at where it twisted. <laughs> yep. And it's just it's just those those were classic times. And I'm just yeah, man, salute. And get you y'all need y'all roses for real, because y'all y'all did some serious shit like that. Really had a huge impact, not only on the industry, but I'm telling you, that California sound, man. Y'all, y'all yeah. did that whole thing. And there's so many people regardless of state. So I, I yeah. lived in Atlanta for a while. Like California started a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, it, it just, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, y'all, y'all, we, y'all was the first to do it. Like cussing on yeah. records and yeah. really talking about real life stuff going on that everybody oh, yeah. in the inner cities across America took it. Oh yeah. So it's big, man. It's huge. So yellow, when, when Cube left, um, and he comes back at you guys with no Vaseline. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on that track? Um, just like the movie, the, the scene, the scene didn't actually happen like that, but the wording when my character said, he got us, he called me the night before that scene was shot. And he said, so what was it like when that, I said, you got us. That was all I said. It wasn't nothing else to be said. We just sit, we wasn't sitting around and it just got us. That was it. That was about it. That's all it was. That was so we never made a full song towards it. Right. We had pop shots here and there. Right. Yeah. Words or a little commercial, but we never made a full song. So that the, the hundred miles and running album, though. I mean, we we, that's what a, said, we took some Benedict pop Arnold. shots. Message <laughs> yeah. to Benedict Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't a song though. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was it was slick. I, yeah. I mean, that's that's a respectable thing when y'all. Yeah. That's your real friend and circumstances that y'all couldn't control got y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's and the thing is, we weren't even mad at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy because he he went in on that. Yeah, <laughs> that, he that, had to. 
He that, couldn't come out soft. He couldn't come that, out soft. And that and hit him up might be the yeah. top two all time. It don't get no better than that. <laughs> well, the it's own was a he came yeah. back great. He, 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 he came back real gangster style. Yeah. He had some heavy hitters behind him. And then you see, there was no more diss songs after that. No, it wasn't. And some stuff no. went down that ended. I don't care how tough the other guy was, that ended. When no, he seen no. that, when he seen that brown power come around, that was it. Party over. These ain't no studios. These are real mobster, you know. You know. <laughs> wow. So, so so easy was really, really about that life before the rapping, right? Oh yeah, he was straight off the streets. Oh yeah, for real. He wasn't no no studio gangster. No, no, no. He was really from the he wasn't a gang banger. He was a he wasn't, you know, selling it. He was that's what he was doing. He was a hustler. So he looked the part and he was the part. Right. What were your uh what were your reasons for staying with Easy when uh when everybody kind of went their own way? Well, Dre called me one morning, like 91. He called me and actually said, I'm gone. And I'm like, at the time, I'm like, and in my mind, I'm saying, gone where? You know, I have no idea. I didn't know too, like a couple of days later that he actually was done. He asked me, but the thing was, me being so young and naive, I never gave him an answer. I gave him an answer in 2019. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's in the book. And it's a picture of me and Dre in, in the studio. That was the last picture we took in late 2019. That's when I gave him the answer. I didn't have an answer. You know, I ain't got nothing against E. I got nothing against you. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't answer, so I got stuck in a catch-22. Yeah. Dang if you do, dang if you don't. You know, I'm like, oh, really? I should have went with Dre, but I didn't. But in that night in 2019, he even said, I'm kind of glad you didn't come. You know, you know, he went through a lot of stuff too. So yeah. I just was okay. I'm with E. I didn't say I was wanted to be with E, but I was with E. So I, I'm glad I was there his last three years. So yeah, I, I feel good. I have no regrets. Yeah. So 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 do you ran in? How like how tight are y'all? Y'all still y'all still rock with each other? We all talk to each other, but not by phone, text here and there, cue. You know, all of us, a little text here. But that's it. We don't go to dinner or none of that kind of stuff. We ain't been to dinner with each other since 89. So, <laughs> but we not, we never was mad at each other. It just, you know, like out of sight, out of mind, you know. Right. Everybody just, you know, we grown now. So, but yeah. Life, doing life. Absolutely. How did you and uh, Easy end up hooking up with uh, Bone Thugs? Um, man, E was doing a show in Cleveland. And I remember being backstage, he walked, he back in the dressing room, he walked out and these five guys came up, you know, rapping and singing. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, like, and then he came back, I said, hey, why don't y'all go over there to him? So I guess he talked to him. By the time we got back off of that little tour, they was here in LA. I'm like, these the same guys from Cleveland? I'm like, and you know what's so crazy? They took the bus here from Cleveland on one bag of potato chips for the whole trip. <laughs> the gray <laughs> dog. The gray dog. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, them, them, them dudes were special, too. 
Oh yeah, they could. They was different. Yeah. Like us, we was different. They was different too. They was, you know, they was crazy, but they was different. They, they, they was like us, just a different style. Yeah, they put Cleveland on the map. I, I didn't oh, know. Yeah. I thought they was from LA until, you know, found. Yeah. Out. Oh I, yeah. I, I can't swear <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, you know when they got here and he took them to the. Um, the surplus store and bought them all the khakis and the jacket so they could look like something. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, that was it right there. That was, that was it. funny. So, so how did? Oh, oh, go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry. I was going to ask what your uh, relationship was like with Suge Knight. No, no, nothing about him. I don't even talk about it. That's grown folks' business. That's what it <laughs> is. Know? I've heard yeah. stuff. I've seen stuff, but and you know, ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Fair enough. So, so, so there was an opportunity, like when y'all split. Dre was saying, "Come on and roll over here." Oh yeah, he asked me. He, I didn't know where he was going. He just said, uh -huh. "You, yeah. you know, you want, you want to leave? I'm leaving." In other words, are you coming with me? And I just didn't answer him. That's yeah. all. I just didn't get an answer. So I got put in the thing as I stayed with E. So I just stayed with E. <laughs> I didn't say, "Oh, I'm gonna stay with E. I ain't gonna go." No, I just never answered him. So how how did how the hell did you get into the adult entertainment industry? You know something? My buddy Big Man brought it to me. He actually brought it to E first about movies, shooting movies. And E was taking his time on the answer. He came to me with the same answer. I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. So I went out and bought cameras, photography camera, computers. I did it all. But I, I did it as like doing albums. I didn't yeah. do it as, oh, the girls. No, I didn't care about the girls. It was about the money. I, 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 and I'd made 350 movies over 15 years. And I just was doing it. That's why when they did Chin Check and all that stuff, I wasn't even around because I was doing my thing. <laughs> Get to that bag. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 is DJ Yella up to now, man? What's going on now? I know you got your book. Yeah, it's just this. This is this is what I'm doing. I mean, you. everybody that read it says it's a good read. I never read a book before, a novel, ever. Never opened one up. Everybody says it's a good read. I'm like, okay, but probably a movie. I got a script and stuff like this. But my bottom line is, people don't ain't going to believe this, but my bottom line is I'm going to be a preacher. That's wow. what's next for me. That's so <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. When you read the book, you will see it. You will see it. I'm telling you, it goes from here, down, up, down. I was yeah. homeless three and a half years in 2010. Wow. Recent. I got saved during the homelessness. Yeah. And I have not looked back since. That's just, that's where I'm going. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking for God. Didn't know nothing about him. But that's how, that's how it happens. You know, because God like pimps, hustlers, players, murderers, rapists. That's what he likes because they're 100% at what they do. Yeah. Like when you play sports, yeah. you was 100%. That's how you got to be. And that's, and that's what he likes, 100%. Not somebody don't know, uh, I'm going to be on this fence. Or no, I'm gonna be. no, 100%. I wasn't looking for him. The game got me. Okay, this is what I'm doing. That's it. Yeah. And I have not, and I've been having more fun in the past eight and a half years than in the heyday of NWA. Wow. 
even with all the money from them days. Because I got the peace and the joy. Yeah. You cannot buy this. No, you can't borrow true. it. You can't, oh, can, can I get that? For, no, you can't steal it. Even these billionaires, zillionaires, most of them ain't got no peace and joy. There's too many issues. You know, the more money, more problems. Yeah. But I have peace and peace and joy, and I'm good. <laughs> That's good to hear, man. That is so good to hear. Like, you know, is that it, 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 you know, you're more than just what you do as your occupation. And yeah. A lot of times people don't realize that. They think that that's what you do. So that's what you need to do for me. Yeah. Like, oh, shut up and dribble statement. Like that, yeah. is a, that is a human. That's a person that's going through things outside yeah. of what they do as an occupation. So, you know, that's dope, man. That's dope. People need to hear that. And that's, that's, and you, and you detail that in the book. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, you got to read it. It, it, it. It'll open your eyes to a lot of different stuff that you, Probably would never, never heard of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I throw myself under the bus. All the women. That was my drug. Women was my drug. That that was my thing. I mean, it's all details. (laughs) So, Yella, how do you go from being in NWA to doing adult films to being broke? Can can you talk about that for a little bit? It's called The Money Comes In. Mm -hmm. You walk out with a half a million dollars in your pocket. Which color I want, what I want to do. Yeah. That's what it's called. Not, yeah. it's just, you know, oh, some more come in. Some, you know, you don't think about what might come or what ain't going to come. You think about yeah. what's in your pocket. Yeah. And I just, I just did my thing. I didn't do it. It didn't happen overnight. It just gradually. Think about it. 350 movies. Yeah. 15 years. I was, you know, it just grad. But you know something? I had to hit the bottom. Right. I had to hit the bottom. Uh, and, and everything, all that got out of me. All of it. And then he came and got me, and I looked, I ain't looked back. And you know, it's so funny. You said about your grandfather being a deacon. I'm a deacon now in the church. <laughs> from, from, from DJ Yellow to Deacon. <laughs> it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. But that's the maturity, the maturation. Yeah. Man, you can go from you go because, like, like I said, I'm 42 man stuff. I used to, I tell people all the time, like I'm, I coach, I mentor, I play yeah. for a while. Like, so it's like looking at me now, Coach Marsh versus who Dante was two different, yeah. two different people. So it's yeah, it's definitely it, it, I, I can I can definitely understand where you're going with that because you look back and be like, oh wow, I'm here now, and I was. Yeah. So I was. I mean, think about how many people ain't didn't make it today. You know, dying before they twenty, dying before they thirty. You know, man, it's a blessing if you can breathe. It's a blessing. Yeah, I I think I think about Pac, man. Um, like a lot of people don't understand that man was what twenty five. Yeah, was he somewhere right? Yeah, yeah. He was thirty one, maybe. I was in eleventh grade when he died. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and Pac was just a couple of years later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we were, it was my senior year in high school, and uh, we were on a, a long ass bus ride to a game, and Cam Yale was like, Tupac succumbed to the, the gunshots. But yeah, him to be 25 and to do all that he did by, and then you, it, you gotta see, people don't understand. We, like, when I go back to when I was 25, and this yeah. is stuff that happened before he was 25. Yeah. Interviews he did, that was early 20s. 
the yeah. movies, all the all the songs, and he yeah. still put out songs. And to this day, he works so much. Yeah, the dude was ahead of his time, man. Yeah, very oh, intelligent yeah. for for a young dude. Like, oh yeah, that's you right. Oh, so, yeah. so like so like you saying, people that to, that don't make it, you know, to really see. Yeah, I mean, but th- but think about this: these billionaires, these multi, you know, all these. It, we all gonna have the same day. We yeah. all gonna die. Yeah. It's just a matter of how the tree falls. Yeah. Either yeah. you in sin or you're not in sin. There's no in between. None of that. We all gonna die. That's guaranteed. Me, yeah. I don't worry about time. I don't. I, I don't never think about that. I'm looking forward. I go wherever God sends me, want me to do. That's it. Yeah. I, I am so relaxed. And just wow, that's that's the way to live. Yeah, stress free. You know, yeah, the hell of a life, though. <laughs> yeah, yellow. Yeah, well, we we won't keep you too much longer. Um, what is your favorite song that you produced with NWA? I still like. I have so many good ones. Automobile was good, but Compton and House was my favorite. I don't know why. It's one of the older ones. It just. Compton in the house. I like some of easy stuff. You know, it's it just so many songs. It's, it's hard to pick. Y'all got yeah. y'all so many hits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think my favorite NWA song is probably Appetite for Destruction. Just yeah. the beat See, that is, was just, a good one too. It is just so damn hard. Yeah. I, I just love everything about that song. So Dude, could you imagine a Q being on that track too? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right? It's so many songs for me, like always into something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me see. I like when y'all took the uh, the Boosie Collins sample. I'd rather. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gangsta Gangsta is one of my favorites. That's too. a great one, too. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Hey. Always, hey. A B is a B. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it was just the, the production part of it on top yeah. of, of the raw lyric, lyrics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, it just clicked. All of it clicked. It's, it, it, you know, it's just amazing that we still talking about this 35 years later. Groups, yeah. some groups don't last 35 minutes. That part, right? <laughs> that part. It's, it's just. That's why I say it, iconic. Because, yeah. like I said, but you talking 35 years, man, that you making me feel old. So, yes, I was seven and <laughs> eight years old. Like I said, yeah. sneaking in to my sister yeah. home to play y'all album because it was that dope. Like, yeah. it was groundbreaking it was- i mean think about it we got into the suburb that's when it just went crazy yeah they start you know just like whoa what what is man and nowadays people i did a book signing the other day a guy 20 years old knew all kind of stuff he was only 20 years old but he was a diehard nwa fan i'm like wow i mean it's getting it's getting younger and younger because you know, because of the movie and right. the social media, and it just—I mean, I DJ around the world, Korea, Vietnam, all over Japan, China, Malaysia, and Indonesia. I mean, so many Dubai, Bahrain, man, Bali, places I've never even heard of. But they love, like you love, the old school hip hop. That's yeah. the era. They don't listen to this new stuff. All I play when I DJ, I DJ for an hour, only play old school. Late 80s, 90s. That's it. Nothing else. 
And I, I don't, I don't think that old school hip hop is ever going to fade out. It's hard. It, it, it's hard. You know, but you know what the thing gonna bring it back? If one of either a new artist or one of the old artists come back and hit like back then. Right. I know somebody that's got an album coming out. Okay. I ain't gonna say no names. Uh, somebody, we gotta give us a hint. <laughs> I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> but somebody is coming out with one. <laughs> when can we expect it? Ah. I don't know, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I'll keep well, it open for it. It's, 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 uh, isn't it's, a Dog Pound finna about to put out another album? I see you trying to, you trying to be no, I, I've seen this, because I'm this on, on the Instagram. I, him and Corrupt. No, nope. they just nope. did. I'm dumb they already did. I'm, so, so I ain't I, saying no names. So, okay, so let me ask you this. Is I'll it put a, it like this. <laughs> they in arm's reach. Okay. I don't know all these Dog Pound. I don't know all of them. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it's and he told me it's coming out, so you know. Oh, that's gonna be dope. <laughs> so so maybe it bring might maybe it might go back to some old school. I don't know. So y'all had a okay. So I don't know if it, I know Easy was a part of a, the Penthouse Players clip. Oh, the Penthouse Players. <laughs> this well, I think I don't know if they did an album or just a couple of songs. Or... Like three. So was it an EP? Because yeah, was... something like that. Yeah. Easy, yeah. quick, and who else was it? Uh, I can't think of their name, but yeah, quick was it? yeah, 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 yeah. The penthouse players. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they last about thirty-five minutes. About thirty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I forgot all about them. HWA. I forgot about all these. Yeah, it was. It was some. It was some. These are more are the newer ruthless people that try to come out. You know, they wasn't in the crime days. Right. Right. <laughs> Do you you gotta you you do you uh, uh do you ever um get down with Lil Easy? Yeah, we got a show next week in Fresno. Wow. Okay. Oh yeah, E forty and Burner. Yeah, yeah, we doing a show. I, I me and him been doing shows around the world. He look because he looks like his dad. He yeah. sounds like him, acts yeah. like him, short like him. I'm just like, whoa, man. I know he spit you out. Of <laughs> Man, so can we, can we, I got another selfish request. Maybe you can put the bug in the air. We need, we need an old school uh, hip hop concert. Oh yeah. That would be a West nice. Co- a West It's co- coming too. A West co- <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> just, just come, come to Vancouver and I'm there. It's yeah. worldwide. <laughs> I'll right be there. there. That right there, that right there is big. <laughs> Yellow, you're gonna get an email from me asking for backstage passes. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, hey, who you telling? I got it. Hey, all, all the old school Bay Area artists and all the old school uh, SoCal artists. Oh man. yeah, that would be just funk fest for real. <laughs> yes, because yes. that that right there, it's got to be a, a hundred in a hundred thousand hit songs out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, Yella, before we let you go, um, how does it feel to be a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know, something I don't think about it that much. It's different, you know. It's rare, I guess, you know. But I don't – that was something we never never even heard of, never even had – couldn't even imagine. Because we were nominated four times in a row, you know. I'm like, ah, we ain't never getting that. So, it's just – it's an honor, you know. You can't get no more higher in music. That that's it. That's the highest you can get. You can always do big shows, 
make Big Saw, but you can't get no higher than that. I mean, think about who's in there. Rolling Stones, Prince, Michael Jackson, James Brown, you know, the heavy, yeah. heavy hitters. Yeah. The Beatles, you know, you, that's a, a class right there, boy. Yeah. Everybody ain't going to make it to that class. Nah, 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 nah. Just Prince and Michael. You ain't had to yeah. keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Prince and Michael, man. Oh, yeah. Talk about that tree. Like Prince, huh? George Clinton in there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Atomic Dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know hey. nothing about that song. <laughs> hey, I know all about it, but I was a youngster. <laughs> the Q-Dogs play that. They get to, you know oh, yeah. <laughs> they They forever playing Georgia. I Because I'm into that, right? So, like, as a kid, mm -hmm. I'm on the Cadillac, so. I'm I'm heavy on Curtis Mayfield. Marvin, oh yeah, you wonder. Time is in the back. They can see with the gasoline. You know what? And then you start hearing. This is how I got in, like really liking music too. I could listen to them old songs and I hear yeah. all the samples, like yeah. little little insignificant parts. Like uh, oh yeah, like uh, I was listening to the Ohio Players, right? Uh, the Funky Worm or something like that, and I'm hearing. It is in a lot of our songs. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm like, <laughs> oh man. Wait a minute. So it's just like it's so dope to me. Like I'm I'm on some I say 70s music and early yeah. 80s R and B. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sample. That's all I listen to. That I don't listen to that now. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. For sure. Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh it's it's been fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's an honor. I mean, you know. 35 years later. I ain't trying to make you sound old, but 35 years later. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, no. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, this is, we, we we initially put it together, and there was a lot of athletes and former athletes yeah. got to talk, and he was like, man, nah, this is this is whatever and whoever. This is, because we just wanted to be organic and real. Yeah. Treat for me, I want to salute you, because I grew up on y'all, man, and I, I just... Hope you didn't get too many beatings. <laughs> I, got my, I got my ass whipped a couple times listening, to you, but it was it was worth it. It was like I said, pioneers of it though, in, yeah. in multiple ways. We, we talked about the dress, and everybody wanted to yeah. have like Levi's on with a Kirby yeah. and a, and a, and a and everybody, you know, some Nike Cortez. So y'all, y'all. Oh yeah! Wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And them Raiders and Kings hats. <laughs> that part right there. So, no, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. And salute, brother. And I want you to, I'm, I'm going to get your book. I'm going to support yeah. it. But I want you to read it. I want I'm you to read it. it. I'm going to read it. Read it. And yeah, everybody else out there, too. got to read it. I'll, I'll read it, definitely. If anybody else out there, too, on Facebook, watch this live right now. You got to check out the book for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It'll be worth a read. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Inside the Minds podcast with Dante Marsh and Ryan Hyde. Check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter accounts to see our upcoming show announcements, links to our previous shows, and sound bites. And don't forget to hit that follow button while you're there. Hey, this is Logan Bandy. Hi, this is Zane Frazier. This is Art Jimerson. Chris Raining. This is Boots Electric. And thank you for joining me on my special guest spot on Inside the Minds podcast, where everybody wants to be if they're smart. Good field position, start, play action. First going to load it up. 
but he's short on the throw, intercepted. Dante Marsh has his 30th career interception, and a good return back into Ottawa territory. Well, the usually strong-armed Henry Burris comes up short.